All right, it's another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, the Channel Partners podcast. I am Channel Partners Executive Editor Craig Galbraith. With me, as always, the man who makes me want to get up and go to work every morning, the phenomenal Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Craig. Uh, these introductions just keep getting better and better. I will say that you're the man who makes me want to go to bed every evening after having to deal with you every day here at work. After a long day, you've had it. Absolutely. And that's right. So, that's enough Galbraith for one day, you know? <laughs> Tell me about yourself. You're uh, just fresh back off of vacation. I'm back from vacation, but I'm not so fresh. I had an awesome time. I was at the beach with the family, but I came back with a sinus infection. Can you believe that? No, that's not good. It's because while we were on vacation at the beach in July, the kids and my <coughs> in-laws <coughs> kept complaining about how hot it was on vacation. Again, in July at the beach. That's like going to Channel Partners Evolution, Craig, and saying, wow, I really like this event, but there's just too much technology on display. <laughs> you kind of expect it to be hot in July. Whereabouts was this beach? I was in Ocean City, New Jersey. I thought so, because I actually saw a picture of you. I believe it was in the newspaper or online. I can't remember. Remember that shot of Chris Christie on the beach with his family when they had the uh, budget shut down? I thought I saw you in the background with your fam. Was that, uh, <laughs> were you there? You know, uh, I thought you were going to say I was Chris Christie. And I was like, I put on a little weight, but I mean, come on. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that, that was not us. That was not us. I was the one on the beach having a good time with everybody and then going back to the uh, beach house where my brother-in-law kept it at about 65 degrees with the air conditioner blasting because <laughs> he had a bad knee and never was outside pretty much the whole time, unfortunately for him. So hence the uh, sinus infection going back with the uh, the air conditioning blowing up my nose all night. Gotcha. Well, glad you're not creating a PR nightmare for us here at Channel Partners. We appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I, I stay away from politics at all costs. Good deal. You know, Craig, even though I just returned from vacation, we're going to be returning to the on the road segment as both you and I will be in Austin, Texas at CompTIA's ChannelCon next week. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you're looking forward to there? Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about this. I've been to a couple channel cons in the past, but uh, they've been kind enough to ask me to participate in a couple of sessions. I'm going to do a little recap of day one in the channel con TV area. And then I'm also going to be moderating a panel on SaaS sales. So some good stuff coming up, uh, good opportunities for me and channel partners both at channel con. How about yourself? Wow. They have you moderating panels. They Yeah, I know. What are they thinking? Jeez. They seriously overrate the Galbraith. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it without my partner in crime there. Uh, no, no. I'm sure you'll rock it, Craig. You always do. You carry me through this thing, so I'm sure going to do very well with some <laughs> actual educated guests on, on that panel. Craig, I'm looking forward to just seeing a lot of partners and the other vendors that we also work with. CompTIA is good partners of ours. So really looking forward to seeing their crew as well and, and just getting a good look at Austin before we have our show there a couple months after. Yeah, going to be in the same location. That's going to be exciting. Say, speaking of things we're going to do there, Kevin, uh, we're actually going to do some podcasting from ChannelCon. And you had kind of a clever little name, I think, you were going to give to those podcasts. I thought maybe we should call them espressos because they'll be quick interviews. Ooh, nice little shots of espresso. I like that. You know, Craig, I mean, it's I, just a quick shot. It's a quick shot. It's going <laughs> to really pump the audience up, I think. 
Hey, Kevin, I was curious. We did that segment on buzzwords last week. And, you know, we were a little worried that we might offend some people. Did you get any blowback? Have any people come up to you and say you're an idiot? No more than the standard amount, Craig. You know, I, I get my fair share of idiots every day, uh, typically from my friends and family, but occasionally from the uh, client or two. But not too much blowback other than from the man in the mirror, as I found myself using those buzzwords throughout the couple weeks after that, both at work and at the beach. I like to refer to myself as a thought leader when it came to body surfing. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But Craig, as an editorial guru, I think maybe you might have received more blowback than maybe I would, or you might have a few more buzzwords that maybe we didn't get to last week. You know, I didn't hear anything negative, so that was good. Everyone understood that we were just kind of messing around. But I thought of one that is used all the time that we didn't bring up, and that was solution. Solution? A solution is what I'm looking for when I need an answer to eight across in the crossword puzzle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you. Or when I ask you to solve pi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've only gone out 22 digits for you, but I'm still working on that. No, That's a solution, a it just seems overused to me. A lot of products and services that come out there, not every one of them solves a problem, if you know what I mean. It's, it seems like solution is sort of a buzzword that everyone uses for a product or a service. That that makes sense. It kind of reminds me, what if there was another form of SaaS where now you have solutions as a service? I, I also <laughs> feel like everything now is as a service. Like this is a PaaS, a podcast as a service. I, I think we alluded to at the end of the last podcast, but I, I keep seeing more and more of that. I'm TAS right now talking as a service. <laughs> um, I, I see a lot of that as well. Now the ultimate, the ultimate, are you ready for this, is also SaaS. But it's services as a service. <laughs> Once we hit that, there's no going back. I mean, that's like when you're in the black hole. Like, you, you don't even know what's going on. It's like when I saw the end of Chris Nolan's Interstellar. I had no idea what McConaughey was doing. But, you know, it just definitely went over my head at the end of Interstellar. That doesn't say much, though, because Top Gun went over your head, if I recall. <laughs> it most certainly did. It most certainly did. I just can't believe those two crazy clowns didn't get kicked out of school way sooner. Crashed and burned on the first one. It wasn't pretty. Hey, Craig, speaking of Top Gun, uh, that helps us out with our first guest. It is my sincere pleasure to welcome to the podcast uh, one of our signature sponsors of the Channel Partners Evolution event, Ryan Walsh the Senior Vice President of Partner Solutions with PAX8. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. How you doing? Thanks so much, Kevin. I'm, I'm happy to be on this podcast and looking forward to the event. Excellent. Well, to kick things off, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background and what makes PAX8 more than just another cloud solution distributor by serving as an actual cloud wingman to all those partners out there looking to build and enhance their own cloud practices? Thanks, Kevin. Great question. I've been in the channel for over 15 years, helping channel partners build successful cloud practices. And from my view, I've done that on the vendor side of things. I ran the product group at a, a born-in-the-cloud vendor called MX Logic, And I also was a partner in a pro services firm that was a spin-out from Deloitte & Touche. I believe that from that perspective, I can speak to why PAX 8 is more than just another distributor. And PAX 8, to answer that question, was a born-in-the-cloud distributor. Mm -hmm. um, a group of us at PAX 8, I'm one of the founders, decided that the channel market wasn't really being served in the way that it needed to for distributing cloud products. And so PAX 8 
came to be in order to deal with that problem, helping channel partners transition to the cloud. And we also came to be based on our experiences. And now I'm speaking specifically about MX Logic. We dealt with a lot of the traditional distributors during that time as a born in the cloud product. And what we learned was traditional distribution is great at sending and shipping on-premise technology, but in terms of handling cloud subscription business, it required a whole different way of thinking. Everything that you look at in terms of the difference between on-prem and cloud are issues that we built Pax8 to solve and to help channel partners with. Examples of that are instead of selling a perpetual license, we're selling a recurring one. Instead of deal sizes that are really large, it's lots of small ones, but with high transaction flow. Terms aren't one, two, and three years, or they can be, but it's more pay-as-you-go. Billing frequency moves from anniversary billing to monthly recurring. There are numerous examples of how you need to think differently to be effective, and this is really what differentiates PAX-8. And with cloud in our DNA, we actually built our channel program around being a cloud wingman. And what that means is that we built this, our services to serve how the MSPs want to do business. And it hasn't always been like that. They may have been told in the past, you have to do things a certain way, according to, you know, a distributor. We don't work that way. What we do is try and align ourselves to how the MSP wants to do business. And I would say that's one of the biggest uh, differentiators in terms of Pax8. Good stuff there, Ryan. There are so many jokes I can make at Kevin's expense with the cloud wingman that I think I'll just let the listeners insert their own joke right here. <laughs> I love it. You, you know, Craig, we all know that I'm Iceman and you're Slider, okay? Slider, you stink. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Say, Ryan, talking about cloud, we know that it's huge uh, now and has been for a few years, particularly now within uh, distribution. As I understand it, you're going to be sharing some of that expertise as well as how to build a successful and valuable cloud practice at our upcoming Channel Partners Evolution Show that Kevin alluded to. Tell us a little bit about what your session is going to be about and why it's imperative for partners to attend. Thank you so much, Craig, and I appreciate that. And one comment before I get into that talk. We go on this cloud wingman theme. At the end of many of our presentations, we show a picture of Goose in the cockpit along with Tom Cruise in the front. And we have an arrow that points at Tom Cruise and says, that's our partner. And in the back, we pointed ourselves saying, you know, we're Goose, we're the wingman. And numerous partners say, well, you know what? Goose does die at the end. So we do have to say <laughs> we're not intending uh, to be that far. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Anyway, let me, Spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, bummer. Um, anyway, I want to answer your question about the talk. I'm really excited to participate in the Channel Partners Evolution. It's evolution, baby. Specifically about this topic, about how MSPs can increase the value of their business. And what I'm going to be talking about is understanding cloud-based terms that can contribute to increasing that valuation. And I'll actually cover some tips in terms of what partners can do, not only to understand it, but to influence it. And specifically, I will be calling attention to customer acquisition cost. This is something that I found in my walk that many partners didn't have an orientation to or understood what it meant. And when you're dealing with cloud-based services and you're dealing with small incremental uh, recurring revenue, trying to understand how much money does it cost to bring in $1 of recurring revenue is an incredibly important point. And I have found in my talks with partners 
not a lot of them really understand that nuance. And so in my talk, I'm going to be defining it. I'm going to be talking about why it's relevant. And I'll actually be covering some data that's out there in the industry that shows how valuations of an MSP, let's say they're looking to sell or merge with others, what would that valuation look like in terms of a good number? And how does dealing with customer acquisition cost and improving it, how can that help your valuation? So um, this is what I plan to talk about, and I'm extremely excited about it because one of the foundations of valuation, which is you want to get a lot of money for your firm, you need to be in markets that are growing and big. And we are certainly, uh, with cloud products, we're in that place. You know, IDC predicting that public cloud spending will top $200 billion worldwide by 2020, uh, which is almost seven times the rate of overall IT spending growth. And then a recent article I uncovered with Gartner, Gartner talks about how over a trillion dollars of spending will shift to the cloud from on-premise technology uh, by 2020. And so now you're talking about all forms of as a service, infrastructure as a service, software as a service. And so I think this ultimately is great news for MSPs who are getting into um, the cloud, and uh, we'll be able to cover some of those nuances during the talk. That really shows that Pax8 and yourself are the goose in, in the wingman situation because, you know, goose helped Maverick beyond just in the plane, in the cockpit, as you would with cloud services. It sounds like you really want to help their entire business model and help them understand how to become a better business overall in addition to building their cloud practice. Do I have that right? You have it spot on, Kevin. In fact, that's one of the things is we, and I personally get asked a lot, well, what makes you different? You know, I've heard of, there's a lot of distributors out there talking the same story that you are. And I think ultimately it comes down to what you just mentioned. In many cases, you'll hear others talk about, well, we'll help you market or we'll help you sell. Pax8 with cloud in our DNA recognizes that it, it can't be just when you're flying. It's got to be all the preparation, not just bringing sales in, but keeping those sales in the boat, as we would refer to. So what are you doing to make sure that you provide access to the products, the cloud products, as fast as possible, instantly provisioned? You have to make sure that the bills are aggregated and simplified and unified into one place. Those things, billing, for example, is not always sexy, but we find that it's really important for somebody who's trying to build a cloud practice and needs to consider that to be successful and effective. And so to your point and the analogy, it's absolutely spot on. And while you guys were talking, I confirmed it online. It appears that Anthony Edwards is not going to return for Top Gun 2. So thanks a lot for that uh, spoiler. I appreciate it. Seriously speaking, which we don't do a lot of here, uh, fortunately, you're here to do that for us, Ryan. You know, you're talking about valuations. There's been a big surge in M&A activity affecting the channel these days, especially uh, in distribution. Maybe you can talk a little bit about any M&A recently that may have impacted or, or made an impression on Pax8 as a cloud distributor. Yeah, absolutely. We see it in two forms. We've definitely seen a lot of just distributor mergers happen. Those in particular, I mean, they certainly can take two big companies and make them even bigger. But Pax8, while we take notice of that, since we believe that what's happening here around cloud is disruptive, in many cases, legacy business, that serves as their anchor. So if you have two legacy distributors joining they still can't get rid of the problem facing that disruption, which means Pax8's unencumbered by 
a legacy process. You know, we, we don't have to worry about a big book of business that's associated with non-cloud products. That allows us to really build things for the current needs of cloud and, and what partners want. So we pay attention to those M&As, but the ones that we are really interested in are um, an example of one that we track. It affects our line card is Symantec, for example. We have Symantec, and we represent all their cloud products. Basically, any cloud product that they have, we sell in our marketplace. One acquisition that was really interesting to us, and we see other forms of this, which gets us excited, is that Symantec really saw that cloud's a part of the future. And so they doubled down on not only making sure that they were adding new products there, but also um, updating their back-end systems to support that recurring subscription business. And again, this is not sexy, but it's a hard pill to swallow. Nobody likes to do it. There's a lot of pain around it. But the benefit of focusing on it and dealing with it is you can really run faster. You know, when we're dealing with cloud products, the market wants it provisioned or turned on instantly. They bought Bluecoat, and Bluecoat was really strong in web-based security. When those two firms came together, and Symantec already one of the largest cybersecurity companies in the world, now they just added another legitimate player who had threat intelligence information that they shared. So you logically, I pay attention to, hey, what products are you going to start coming out with because of this merger? But there was an instant benefit to Pax8 over this merger because they shared that threat intelligence information. And by doing that, they made every product more valuable. And that's powerful for a cloud-focused company like Pax8 because that accrues to all of our partners. The second benefit of a merger like that, and this is also what we're watching them do, because they're now focused on really being the largest cybersecurity company in the world, is that they've now acquired more products. Uh, they just recently announced they acquired a mobile threat defense company called SkyCure, and they also bought a company called Fireglass which provides uh, defense protection in the browser. I don't have those products yet in my line card, but because of that activity, the nice thing about this uh, relationship and the PAX8 value to it is that I have a cloud marketplace. And when these products are available, uh, the ones that are cloud-based, I can instantly turn them on and put them in the marketplace so that all of our partners can decide and have the option to sell them. They don't have to. They can turn off the ability to list it. But if they wanted it, the back-end integrations that we have with our vendors allow us to add new products whenever they have M&A activity. And we're seeing more and more of that. That's outstanding stuff, Ryan. And, you know, speaking of benefit to the partners, Pax8 is going to be a signature sponsor at our upcoming Channel Partners Evolution event, as we mentioned earlier. Can you please tell our audience what they can expect to see from Pax8 at the show and why they should drop by the Cloud Computing Lab that's sponsored by Pax8, as well as visit your booth that'll be located right next door to the lab itself? I'll tell you what, sometimes when you go to events, it's hard to get noticed. And what we're excited about and what our partners can expect to see from us at the Channel Partners Evolution is you're going to see a very enthusiastic group from Pax8 that wants to talk to them. One of the things that we do to build on our wingman theme, and it's easy to spot us, is that we will wear wingman suits. So it looks like we're on aircraft carriers. We've got the logos of the partners uh, of the products that we represent on our wingman suits. And uh, what you're going to see is you're not going to see a bunch of people sitting behind a table just looking to hand out show swag. You're really going to find people that want to interact with our partners about their business and trying to figure out a way we can help them. I can count on the fact that you'll see that enthusiasm. 
The second thing that I think that partners can also expect to see is that we've updated our booth. We're trying to capture uh, you know, our enthusiasm and how we feel that we're different with a booth that also reflects that. So we're pretty excited to show that, and we've got um, an update there that I think will stand out. And so those are two things that we're excited about. But I really want to call attention to your cloud computing lab because, one, I think it's an awesome idea that Channel Partners is putting something like that together. And the reason that we sponsored it is because we want our partners to explore new cloud products. And it requires a dedication to looking at what's new and up and coming. And the fact that uh, Channel Partners put together a lab like that where partners can go in and go to a kiosk and see a demonstration of those cloud products, we're all about that. Uh, because really, if you're cloud first, you've got to keep your eye on what's coming. And while not all of those products would be on our line card, we want our partners to be exposed to them. We want to hear what they think about them. And if they want us to add them to our line card, we want to know about that. And so that's why we're proud sponsors of that lab and uh, also uh, you know, a sponsor at the event itself. The channel focus, the topics that you're covering we think are spot on, and I, I think partners that show up will as well. Well, Ryan, thank you very much for the feedback on the Cloud Computing Lab, as well as for sponsoring at the show. We're very excited to have Pax8 on board, especially because you're a fitting sponsor for the Cloud Computing Lab, being born in the cloud and offering several different solutions uh, within the cloud itself and being an expert on all of those. So really great to have you all um, on site in Austin, Texas. Uh, that will be September 25th through the 28th. You can see Ryan and Pax8 again at the Cloud Computing Lab, as well as the co-located booth they will have. That's booth 1629. Uh, we're going to have footprints leading from the entrance, so you're not going to be able to miss them. And I'm just hoping that I can get one of those wingman suits. I won't wear it on site, so you won't think I'm with PAX-8, Ryan, but but maybe after the fact. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you wear a wingman suit. And I will add one last thing to that, just taking a, a, you know, a page from the uh, Game of Thrones playbook. Uh -oh. To end on a positive note, I know Goose dies, but so did Jon Snow, and now he's king of the north. So let's not count Goose out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> very, very nice. Uh, I definitely <laughs> I like the reference, too. And I'm caught up, so I'm not offended by that at all. <laughs> I just scratched off another show I don't have to watch. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Love Appreciate it. it. Looking forward to seeing you a couple of months. Appreciate your time. Thank Thanks so much, guys. Look forward to Thanks, it. Thanks, Ryan. Funny we keep bringing up Top Gun on this podcast and, and the wingman theme as I'm actually going to be going with the family to see Kenny Loggins in the D.C. area August 22nd, Craig. Very nice. You must be looking forward to that. I definitely am. I definitely am. Although taking two kids to a concert uh, might be the danger zone, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. There are a number of Kenny Loggins classics out there that are probably a lot of people don't even realize are his songs. I agree. Sometimes I'd like to think that I'm all right being footloose all the time. <laughs> Somehow I knew I was setting you up for that. But we all know that you're really looking forward to Welcome to Pooh Corner. And yes. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Glad you'll be going to that. It should be fun. Craig, I know our audience can't wait for our next guest that you're about to introduce here. Alrighty, Kevin had to step away for just a moment, so I get the pleasure of welcoming our next guest. It is Lisa McLinn from Rackspace. Lisa is the new channel chief there. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, trying to keep the ship afloat while Kevin goes off and does his own thing. But uh, so far, I, I think we can get through it. What do you think? 
I think so. I'll be nice to you. How about that? That helps. I, I appreciate that because I don't have anyone now to, you know, throw around a bunch of insults at. I don't <laughs> want to do that to you. You know, we barely know each other. Well, good for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, you are a longtime racker, as you guys like to say. Tell us about your background at the company and, and what made you want to take on this new challenge. Sure. So um, I have been with Rackspace for 15 years. It actually, actually, I celebrate the 15-year anniversary on October. Um, so excited about that. You know, started off my journey here at Rackspace back in 2002 as a staff accountant. And so back then there was 220 employees. I told the story how my mom kind of said, you know, are you sure you want to go work for a shoe company? And it's like, no, 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 rack space, not rack room. So, you know, <laughs> I tell her that now and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that story. But um, here at Rackspace, I enjoyed solving business problems. But as I started um, integrating with the company, I heard this coin um, phrase, fanatical support. And I kept asking others around me, what does that mean? And so I eventually raised my hand and said, you know what, I'm going to go over to the support organization and get a chance at understanding fanatical support. So I went over, led uh, our customer service side, and just fell in love with everything fanatical support stood for, right? And through that, um, found myself on the sales side where I, I say that I truly found my home. It's the passion to solve business problems through technology. And in doing so, in 2010, I received the highest honor of becoming a fanatical jacket winner and leading a sales team that truly um, cared about delivering fanatical sales to their customers and their partners. And that was really the first opportunity that I had to, to work with Rackspace partners. So throughout my career, I, I've led in the sales delivery side, the support delivery side as well. And then prior to the channel chief, I was vice president of commercial sales, leading our customers. So I'm excited for this transformation. And what really brought me over to the channel side was the opportunity to work closely with partners and take these customers through that cloud journey. Um, I'm a strong believer that Rackspace and partners will create a great win for customers who are going through this transformation. Let's go into that a little more. Uh, you're coming off the Rackspace Solve event in New York last week. Uh, you told partners that getting them comfortable with your portfolio of services is critical. Now, has that understanding been lacking or is that just a, a good strategy to follow going forward? I think that's just a good strategy going forward. We want our partners to have the ability to be comfortable with the portfolio, which helps them to solve business problems for their customers. And then we want them to pull in rack space when they're ready and comfortable to do so. But I definitely feel like our channel organization and our partners should be closely aligned with how's the best way to position the Rackspace portfolio and then working with partners and customers to solve problems. So what have you been hearing from maybe at the the event last week from your partners about the channel program? Now, obviously, with you in place now and having some turnover in leadership with Jennifer Pinson leaving, what are you saying to assure the partners that everything is the right direction for Rackspace? Good question there. The Solve event started with our CEO and president up on stage really talking and committing to the partner ecosystem and, and, you know, the channel organization on Rackspace's commitment to delivering a fanatical partner experience. I would also say, like me being a 15-year racker, I've taken every position here at Rackspace that I believe in and that I know I'm going to add value to. And so me moving over to the channel organization, I hope, is another way to show the commitment that this is definitely a strategy that Rackspace will highly focus on and will definitely invest in. 
What does your strategy look like for, say, the next six months to a year and maybe even beyond? So at, at the simplest form, and I'm going to keep it a bit high level for, for right now, it really is a win-win-win strategy. And all that means is if we can help our partners and our customers through their cloud transformation journey, Rackspace will win as well. Right? And so that's high level. I'll, I'll drill into well, what does that mean for maybe Q3 and then Q4. For Q3, we're focusing on listening to the partners. What do they want to see from Rackspace? What are the resources that they need, such as enablement tools, training, newsletters that keep them informed of what is Rackspace focusing on? What's that next product for six months down the road? So we'll spend Q3 doing that. We'll also spend Q3 focusing on low-hanging fruit. We do have tools out there today that partners can leverage, and so I will spend some time making sure they're aware of that. A prime example is we actually recorded the Solve event, and those videos are sitting in the partner portal. And so the ability to just make sure they they know that, right, and they can use that. And then in Q4, you'll see us really start figuring out, okay, what are the products that we want to go to market with with specific partners? And I am going to be very purposeful in making sure we treat partners the way they should be treated, meaning alliance partners probably have a different motion than master agents, than SIs, and then ISVs. And so we'll be very purposeful on that as well. And everyone loves a fanatic, don't they? <laughs> they, they do. And I can share the fanatical jacket as well. <laughs> yeah, you can try it, it on. <laughs> hey, I'd love to do that. We were talking with uh, guys at uh, PAX 8 earlier today, and uh, they were talking about a jacket that uh, Kevin could wear. So I guess that means uh, we can uh, both wear one. <laughs> you can both wear a straight jacket. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, Lisa, you've been talking with uh, some of our other folks here about attending uh, and participating in Channel Partners Evolution. We would certainly appreciate that and look forward to that. And before I let you go, you were saying you two are a big fan of Top Gun. I am. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've watched it a few times. I mean, if you say 20 is a few times, then yes, I have watched it a few times. 20 is a pretty good number. That's uh, that's a lot more than I've seen it. But, uh, you know. Well, it kind of ages it, me. We, we know what year that came out. So. Yeah, it's getting to that point, isn't it? I tell you. I tell you. <laughs> It well, is. Lisa, yeah, my thank kids you so do much. not know what Top Gun is. Yeah, well, you'll hear when you listen back to this podcast, some jokes were made about spoiler alerts. I tried to pass off that I hadn't seen the movie, but 30 years later, you got to figure those alerts are probably uh, moot at this point. Thanks for your time, Lisa. I appreciate it very much. Best of luck at Rackspace, and we will talk to you soon. Craig, that pretty much wraps it up for another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Thanks so much to our awesome guests this week, uh, Ryan with Pax8 and Lisa with Rackspace, and Kenny from Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we got our appreciation for Kenny uh, in this podcast. You never know what's going to happen. We start doing these things, and all of a sudden, special guests pop up. I guess that shows how popular these podcasts are. No doubt. I mean, that also shows what happens when you're often hanging and playing with the boys. <laughs> Kevin, I'd be remiss if we didn't remind people that they can download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcast. Just go to iTunes and search Channel Partners online. So on behalf of Kevin, myself, and of course, the great Kenny Loggins, we'll catch you next time. And we'll see you at ChannelCon. <laughs>